It's We Have No Cares. It's the day after the Hibernian came to visit, so it must be special guest Simon, Hibs expert. How are you, Simon? I'm in the worst possible place I could be emotionally, mentally and rectally right now. <laughs> Is that because you went out and celebrated wildly that we managed to scrape a draw against the famous Hibernian Football Club? Ah, uh, it was just I had to medicate myself after all those beans that Jason Cummins unleashed all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's known for unleashing. Yep. I'm Nicol Hay. I'm Robert Borswick. And you are most welcome to uh, the We Have No Cares podcast. So, uh, we've got some idea of how Simon's feeling after, <laughs> after yesterday's result. Do you want to give me a general impression of your mental well-being, Robert? Ah, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, generally speaking, I think we, we played our toughest game of the season. Yes, yeah. our toughest, toughest league game of the season, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hibs really turned up played well and deserved their point. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But they're always going to say that they almost won, you know, they deserved more from it, which, uh, well, they can go fling a fuck at themselves for that because we have players who can score from miles out and they don't. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Uh, they do have players that can cross from miles out, but let's get to that later. Okay. So the game kicked off with um, Hearts in more or less the formation that we expected, uh, though Jamie Walker starting for Billy King. Yes, a little odd after he was uh, he tore it up against Livingston. Yes, uh, but uh, yeah, solid midfield three, uh, short and quick front three. Yep. Uh, against Hibbs, uh, now famous midfield diamond, <laughs> <laughs> famed all over the world. <laughs> yeah, feared, feared in all corners <laughs> of this uh, footballing globe, with uh, Robertson dictating from the base, <laughs> Craig. Striding majestically. <laughs> Craig being a cunt. <laughs> he he is their uh, central cunt. Um, does all the pulls all the cunt strings yep. in the middle of their cunt field. Yep. <laughs> How do you feel about Liam Craig, Simon? Sorry, man. I was just envisaging my own death there. Um, <laughs> he's possibly one of the most infuriating folk to watch because all he seems to do is spend the entire time moaning at a referee. It's like when you go to a pub and you see like a really fucking vinegar-faced bird to just spend the whole night bitching at her man for no reason. <laughs> just like that's fucking constant for 90 minutes, just like in the referee's face and moaning. And there seems to be no real basis for it. It's just like, the fuck are you all about, you big ginger prick? Are you saying that the referees aren't keeping Liam Craig to the lifestyle that he's become accustomed? I'd personally fucking donkey punch the cunt every time he came over to a referee, just to fucking nip that shit in the bud. <laughs> he was at it for about the third minute. I think it was like... Gomez or somebody got filled, and he was like right on top of Gomez, like not like in a sexy way. Um, and then he was right over at the ref, and that just fucking continued for 90 minutes. It's one of the, the things about modern day football that I find fucking infuriating that there's no, not like respect for a referee. But like, you, you're, you're allowed to constantly badger a referee, and next to fuck all gets done about it. Yeah. So, respect and donkey punches, that's why we're endorsing Simon's candidacy for the, the chief executive of the SPFL. Yeah, absolutely. I want you to go on a Michael Stewart style two and a half hour rant. <laughs> I'll get us a sponsor in fucking no time. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, yes, but the, the most important part of the, the Hibernian midfield was uh, young Alan Scott. Scott Allen. Scott Allen. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like I did that on purpose. It happened again. <laughs> I have genuinely no idea what his name is. Yeah. But he, he played very well, I, I thought. Well, you know, what do you expect coming from the, the greatest midfielder the world's ever seen, uh, according to many Hibs fans? It's... Yeah. According to many Hibs fans, who are also absolute experts in world football, yeah. which is, you know, why they don't go to Easter Road. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Thanks. When you're a, when you're a connoisseur of the beautiful game, yeah, yeah. You, you, you stay away. You tend to steer clear. Yeah, yeah. So um, the game uh, actually kind of started with a wee signal about how things were going to go. Um, like a, an innocent enough for a forward by Hibernian, uh, and Ali Mushtuk took the ball and then sort of almost passed it forward, but almost took like a heavy touch under zero pressure at all. And ended up with the ball like 10 yards away from him for I, no reason. I, I don't know what happened. He did the exact same on his, uh, on his debut at Ibrox and gave it to Kenny Miller. And it was genuinely the exact same. It was like, you know, a, a lovely weighted pass to the opposition. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Um, yeah, no, it, was, it was thoroughly bizarre. But, you know, he's, he's maybe just getting back into the swing of things after having only missed one game all season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's covered in rust now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it did mean that uh, Cummings could unleash a snapshot at Alexander, who did well to parry. Yes, yes indeed. That's basically all that Jason Cummings does. He just shoots. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes they go into the net, so that's... That's fine. Well, that's 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 true, but you know he's another one that's been bummed up to be amazing, and I don't really see it with him, to be honest. I can see why we released him. Oh, a damning, damning <laughs> indictment there. Aye, well, he's a cock. <laughs> I call a spade a spade. This boy's a bell end. <laughs> I would like it if Hart's uh, recruitment policy was based on a strict no decades <laughs> filter. Get him uh, the door, right? Um. Uh, yeah, well, the, the, that was the, the, the first half. Um, Robbie's tactics seemed to be... They, he expected Hibs to press us, and press as they did. So, Robbie, it really seemed like he instructed us to, to sit back and let them tire themselves out. Um, which is okay, except, you know, they, they did, you know, like, score a goal. So that yeah, wasn't yeah. ideal. It's okay if they don't score a goal, you can kind of say, ah, oh, well, you know, good half. But uh, in this case, they did score a goal, in fact. And it was quite a good goal, wasn't it, Simon? Do you remember anything about it? Can you summon this from the, the depths of your soul? No. Um, <laughs> no, it was a good... I watched, uh, watched the replays of it again this morning, and I stick to what I said to you guys last night in the pub, that it felt like Ostuk kind of got lost between not knowing whether he should check if there was a man in the box and try to keep an eye on the flight of the ball mm-hmm. and then there's like just as the ball drops into Cummins he sort of stops to look to see where Cummins is and that's when he gets he gets in it's like a beautiful pass so you can kind of see why it, it threw Ostrick a little bit but it, it was a lovely pass and it was a lovely tidy finish well, that's, but it's quite hard to miss for like six yards out aye <laughs> and that's, the, that's the thing I mean I've seen some uh, curmudgeons in our support suggesting that Right, is he Alan Scott or is he Scott Allen? Scott, uh, Scott, Scott Allen. Allen. Yeah. That Scott Allen isn't a good footballer, but like when you when you see it on the replays, like Gomez is actually marking him quite well. Like you know he's in front of him, he's he's reasonably close to him, he's not getting too tight so that he can't go past him, and he just whips a beautiful curling ball around him. Now your argument about Osterk, I think would stand up if we were marking zonally, but I don't think we were. I think Jason Cummings was was his man, and yeah. he just didn't have a fucking clue where he was. Yeah. As I say, I think a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, 
Sorry, I'd lost my mind temporarily. <laughs> well, that's basically um, the sound my bum made when I was that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's uh, we have no cares at gmail.com if you want to uh, email in some praise. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think it was, you know, a lot can be, be said for how good the ball in was, to be honest with you. It's a very, very difficult ball to defend, but I haven't watched it again. At the time, I thought it was just a great ball. I haven't watched it again. Also, it does get lost a wee bit. Uh, Coming sort of goes in behind him. Um, yeah, it's, it, was, it was a good ball, decent goal, but I think it could have been defended slightly better, to be honest. And I think that kind of is indicative of Ostrich's performance in general today. He was all right later in the game defensively, but his general awareness, and especially his use of the ball, was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't at his best. He looked out the sorts, man. It was like, not like the first thing. God, it's like a cliche thing that idiot shit with the football. It's like you've never played together, but it was like he hadn't. He hadn't, he hadn't played for a while. Yeah. He looked rusty. He's, like a lot of people's touches were fucking minging yesterday as well. But just, I got the fear a couple of times when he got the ball in the first half. You're like, you know, you looked like you could do another shoddy, shoddy back pass. But then he fucking finished really strongly. Like someone was defending at the very end was. Oh, yeah. Well, his 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 last ditch defending, especially like just like getting blocks, getting bodies in the way was, you know, that was fine. Like I say, it was when he had to be sort of aware of where uh, Hibs players were, and especially his cross-field passes. There were a few times he tried to like um, send a long ball yeah. over to uh, to Nicholson or to Eckersley, and it just didn't even end up in the same uh, postal district. <laughs> nice. You know, we had to get Yodel to forward it onto him, and that's always a terrible <laughs> idea. And to be fair to Alim, he wasn't the only one who was shaky. Callum Patterson had a fairly dreadful game on the ball today. Yeah. He yeah. also misplaced a lot of passes, made some very, very poor decisions about when to cross, when to try and beat a man. But again, last-ditch defending I thought was great, especially in the second half when they were getting balls into the middle. I mean, the, the clearance that Patterson made pretty oh, yeah. much off the head of Malonga with an overhead yeah. kick. <laughs> it actually didn't make any sense how he got to it. Like it because that was a tap-in for Malonga. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just amazed that he, he was able to play after that because it looked like he'd stretched his willy into all sorts of dimensions <laughs> after that. He was like Stretch Armstrong. He was looking great. Expect it, him to get back up and his leg was in a knot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but well, like you said, I mean, like for the result that we eventually ended up having, that sort of last-ditch defending was, was key. But, yes. Um, it perhaps um, indicates why we were so limited in our creativity and going forwards, especially in the first half when our, our use of the ball from the back was quite so poor. I mean, like in the first half, we were, well, certainly for the first half hour or so, we were we were very limited in the chance that we had. We just had a couple of headers from Danny Wilson from set pieces, which yeah. kind of ended up being neither fish nor foul. We couldn't tell whether he was trying to play them back across the box or head towards goal. I'm not sure even he knew. No, no, he just like jumping. He <laughs> <laughs> just loves a jump. Yeah. <laughs> I was too mesmerised by his hair to give a fuck what he was doing with the ball. He looked fucking majestic every time he ran or like jumped for the ball. Was it because he's got a very similar haircut to you? He's, the guy's got pretty fucking great taste, though. Hibs did have another uh, great chance that fell to, uh, to Cummings. Uh, Stevenson put in a good deep cross, kind of similar position to uh, Scotty Allen McScottinson's cross from the other side of the pitch I, I honestly like I even now you've told me I can't remember if it's Scott Allen or Alan Scott I just don't know <laughs> that's fine it's okay um, uh, and yeah like Cummings was kind of left all alone to, to put a strong header just wide 
That was also kind of uh, maybe there should be more marking going on. Aye, but it was one of the shannest headers I've ever seen. <laughs> he obviously he obviously doesn't have a tin of beans in his head. <laughs> it, was, it was it was an absolute fucking shocker. I've seen it again a few times in the replays. It is a minging header. Like he gets a good amount of power onto it. Yeah, but he heads it in the exact wrong direction from what you're taught to head a ball. You know, from the age of five. <laughs> so you're saying that Jason Cummings isn't very good at using his head. Oh, well, actually, now that checks out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems to uh, that seems to compare well with all the evidence we've had. Aye, yes. Over the He's an idiot. Yeah. He's an idiot. <laughs> I think if you shook him by the neck, his head would make that sound that an empty spray can makes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after that, we did have a, a decent chance uh, through Jamie Walker. Um, Sam put in a, a cross which Oxley flubbed at. I think it's the only correct word. Flubbed. Flubbed. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the sound his wrist made as it made contact with the ball. Just a sort of general... <laughs> and then it uh, fell out to, to Jamie inside the box. Aye, oh, and he sort of toe-bashed it at the end, really. Kind of did all the, all, the, all the hard stuff right and then fucked it up at the end. Yeah. Managed yeah. to manufacture a bit of space for himself yeah, quite well. He's quite good at that, Walker, I think. He's not, he's not really got that yard of pace to... Like really ghost past the player, like you know, two or three players and do it with a bit of momentum, but he can he's able to work his body pretty well and get the ball away from his feet. Good hip work. Yes, he's got yeah. lovely, lovely hips. Yeah. Childbearing hips, hopefully. But <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that was sort of it's quite funny obviously after Scott Robertson um got sent off and conceded a penalty in the last derby. There was a two times when he was uh, tracking Walker into the box and he actually just left him alone. <laughs> he was like, Nope. No, not ha- not <laughs> happening again. <laughs> you can't fool me, you pesky jambos. Aye, so a really good challenge on Walker as well in the box. And yeah. Robertson, like when Jamie Walker had just let the ball run, just just like the right amount to take him past Robertson, and he thought he's got fucking bin on here. This will be great. And then he like fucking credit him. Usually, Hibs players would be doing big fucking slides into the back of your spine, but like <laughs> just left him. And if it wasn't for that, it would have been a penalty. I'm just imagining like East Mains has got all those training dummies set up with like targets on the back of it. <laughs> Here. All on the spine. <laughs> <laughs> if the man can't walk, he can't score a goal. Sounds tactics. Yeah. Um, th- but th- th- this, was, this was funny though, because like, just shortly after this, this led to like one of my most fabulous bits of punditry. There was a, there was a movement where uh, uh, Jamie Walker sort of recovered the ball in midfield and played a magnificent pass down the wing inside the fullback for Eckersley to get onto it and then just stood still <laughs> and provided absolutely no support. So I I turned to Simon and I said, Walker, he's been good when he gets the ball, but he's not working hard enough to get it. I, th- I think he's a bit of a passenger here. <laughs> and, and then what happened, Robert? Uh, oh, it must have been that a couple of minutes later. <laughs> um, I, it was, it was where, where did it come from? I, it's a ball dropped to Eckersley on the left. Yeah, and they played it inside to Walker, who let sort of roll across him, which was which was kind of ideal because uh, Alan Alan Scott, fuck it, Alan Scott, Scott Alan, he um, can't stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he sort of Scott Allen didn't really get close enough to him at all, and he uh, let well, yeah, he fucked it right in. It was great. <laughs> he he just decided that time, distance, and space was no. 
Yeah. No, no question, no object. He created a wormhole. And again, it was as the Hibs fans were singing a song about him. <laughs> singing a song about his sister. Does he even have a sister? I don't think so, no. Like, we all know he's got a fucking wild, creepy brother, but like, <laughs> does he have a. Like, is, there a like, is there a sister? I don't think so. You're just going to get to sing whatever the fuck you want in football now with no sort of basis in reality. Basically, I Well, you know, his fans were singing about how they were going to win, so <laughs> I guess, yes. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it was great. I mean, Oxley got absolutely nowhere near it, much like the Ozturk goal and Nicholson goals that preceded mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. It's because his positioning was fucking horrific. <laughs> it I mean, was minging. <laughs> the, the GoPro angle we get to see right behind Oxley and goals. And when Walker moves inside, like, moves into, like, the... the the edge of the box instead of like moving with like Walker's movement and bring himself in the middle of the goals he just stands at his near post aye and he's like oh, no, nothing bad could possibly happen here <laughs> so what's the worst that could happen I think I'll just uh, think about doing some more time wasting and then it got fucking spunked into the top corner aye I think even if, if his positioning was, was spot on it was still a pretty unstoppable strike it's right into the right side in. netting where yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, an absolute sweetie that's an absolute rocket indeed um, and then he got booked for a celebration, much yeah. like Cummings did as well. Actually, yeah, that's right. So you know, consistency—that's yeah. what we—that's what we like and appreciate. I still Not think it's a joke rule. Like. If you go into the opposition fans and start fisting somebody to death, then you should probably get a booking for that. If, ah, you're, if you yeah. run, if you run past them, and you're like, oh shush, oh shush, be quiet, like that—that's fine. Yeah. If you point at your name, like nah, I'm not got any problem with that. If you're doing something like genuinely offensive, yeah, yeah, like you should get a booking for it. But just like, oh, you're getting booked for like in terms of, like proximity. That's it. Like you're quite close. To yeah. So. Um, that was more or less the first half. Um, one one it was. Uh, I think, I think it'd be fair to say that Hibs were the better team in that first half. Yeah, I think so. Overall, um. I don't think it's a particularly supportable game plan to rely on wonder strikes to get us out of a hole against Hibs every time. But if it keeps on happening, then you know I'm I'm not going to complain one bit. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Basically, three wonder strikes has got us what five points against them this season, so I'll I'll take that. <laughs> and also three wonder strikes that we got to watch and cheer, lose our fucking minds about. So. No, that's yep, also true. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm done with that. You know, possibly the best thing that happened all day. We had the greatest halftime of all time. Did you see it this time? Did you I did. stick around? I did. I was going for. I was going for a, a cigarette, and then I heard sort of Scott Wilson saying, "Oh, oh, we've got guests." So I ran back out, and uh, <laughs> and I think I stood in front of a person in a wheelchair. <laughs> but yeah, I, I watched. Pushed them out the chair. <laughs> out my way, it's Ryan McGowan. <laughs> Give this to Ryan. He shouldn't have to walk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Gowser and uh, and Mark Devries. Coming on, uh, giving the, the patter, it was good. Uh, well, Ryan McGowan winding up the Hibs fans, something he, He's the fucking, like, the lad Bible and the sports Bible and lad, lad, lad culture and, like, fucking personified when it comes so, to, like, so being, like, laddish and bamming up Hibs. He fucking aye. does it so effortlessly. So, like, yeah. So I think what you just said there was that he's Australian. Aye, <laughs> he's a total bogan, like. <laughs> but, yeah, just, like, giving them, like, a wee thumbs up when he talks about scoring in a 5-1 they're all booing him and he just turns around and gives like the wee cheeky thumbs up like yeah 5-1 <laughs> yeah it was it was a bright eye <laughs> I mean like it was disappointing that there wasn't actually a reason for it but Mark DeVries coming out in full kit I just really hoped he just decided to turn up in full kit just to wind people up just goes everywhere in replica kits <laughs> Yeah, I just like hoped he was doing a doing a John Terry or something like that. <laughs> but like, oh, I'm going on the pitch. I have to be in full kit. 
But no, it turned out that, uh, well, Mark did really, so not quite as articulate as Gowser, but, you know, still managed to, to get it rammed right up all 4,000 tips. <laughs> what, what, what are your main memories of Tyne Castle, Mark? Scored four. <laughs> cool. Cheers, man. <laughs> Great memories they were. Yep. Uh, He's actually had a serious mental collapse, and that's all he can say now. <laughs> scored times about that was four goals. <laughs> uh, Works for me. Yep. Uh, and then there was like a penalty shootout with. Nah, I missed that. Uh, the but best bit with that penalty shooting was that like, we Hibs under 17s goalkeeper came out and got told by somebody at Hearts like to go to the goal at the Hibs end, and then everybody else went up to the goals at the Gorgie Road end. And Scott Wilson was like, oh, what jokers told you to go go to those goals back, you come. And as he ran the length of the pitch, like all the weekfield just started going, penis, penis. <laughs> yeah. Mocking this like 14-year-old lad. <laughs> we have been told that he's the under-17 keeper. And we just thought, well, th- this seems appropriate. Fuck <laughs> 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 him. Dad's a dick. <laughs> and then we got to boo Mickey Weir, which is always fun. Was Mickey Weir there? Oh, yeah. I missed that. He's a weird, weird shape. Like, doesn't make sense as a human being at all. <laughs> So we began the second half um, with, uh, uh, well, with the wonderful news that uh, David Gray's 70-year-old groin finally gave up <laughs> and he was replaced by Callum Booth to no discernible effect. You know, you know David Gray's only like 25. Fuck makes, off. That makes no sense. Ah, he's in his like, mid-20s. Do they have the same paper round as Arjen Robin? <laughs> he, he actually looks about 40. Like, Wait, paper round inside a volcano during a <laughs> nuclear war? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, looks, he looks old. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for deconstructing that one, yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, yeah, no, he was surprised he started in the first place because he was fucked beforehand. Like, he was a sort of... Maybe they think he's some sort of talisman. <laughs> well, you know, he was the... He, Sensationally opened the scoring against the Rangers, or did he? Or did he score yes. the second? Yeah, he was the first one. He did that. Uh, yeah, that was a good, good goal. Yeah. That was a good goal. That's I remember. I remember. Happened. I remember Paul McMullen scoring a goal like that once. Wonder where he ended up. Inside David Gray's groin. <laughs> <laughs> Punching it. <laughs> just, just speculation at this stage. Yep. Yep. <laughs> if you know the whereabouts of Paul McMullen or David Gray's groin, please, <laughs> please, please email. Um, so one of the first things that happened in that half was a, a penalty shout for Hibs uh, Danny Handling uh, came into the box well, he, he was sort of near Miguel Payardo's flawless hip uh, he, went, he went sprawling in an incredible fashion Yeah. I don't know what it looked like from, from your section but like for, from our section me and Simon were very dismissive of whether or not it was actually a penalty was it fuck? <laughs> seriously it was Never, and then Stubbs was sort of complaining about it in the post-match interview, saying that well, I think we should, you know, we should have a, a, as a penalty, you know, Danny Anderson, you know, the lad, you know, with his hip, you know, he's gone in, you know, and then they showed the replay of it, and for a start, Danny Handling was never getting on the end of that cross, and secondly, Payardo doesn't really touch him. Danny Handling just does a Superman impression. He's already like left the ground, Danny. Like, he's already misjudged the f- like the flight of the ball, Aye. and then Payardo comes into him, so he's already off the ground. He's already not going to win the ball. And then he just sort of fucking flops. Aye. Yeah. That's what makes it hard for referees. Like, see if somebody falls to the ground on a chat, like, as a result of a challenge or somebody gets tackled and then start rolling about. Like, it makes it a lot harder for referees sometimes, I think, because you don't really know if it's like, it sort of guises how, like, serious the foul is. Yeah. And it's, it's like, oh, it's like conning and cheating and stuff. Like, if he just went down, like if he just like went down under the the weight of that challenge, and the referee might have been like, ah, oh, so you know, 
he's gone. But when is you start throwing a... your arms in the air and yeah. it's, it's overly dramatic, then you're making a rod for your own back at the same time as well. Is this another donkey punchable offence? I think you should get a fucking piping hot coffee enema. <laughs> <laughs> That'd sort of right out. Yep. Harsh but fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And cleanly. I don't know. think Neil Doncaster's ever said the words piping hot coffee. You know, so, uh, except possibly to his hairdresser. <laughs> I think he says it every time he's in a sponsorship meeting. <laughs> <laughs> we, we now know why he was on yeah. our sponsor. <laughs> Sitting down to talk to Iron Brew. So like, yeah, one of the ways we promote you is we'd be giving players piping hot coffee enemas in the centre circle at half time with iron brew smacking <laughs> all over it sound good? picture it <laughs> why are you leaving? <laughs> come back uh, great guy though great uh, guy uh, yeah I don't know I kind of thought like I saw an angle from behind the goal where it did kind of look like uh, Miguel Samba his, his hip slightly into into handling in midair but you know your point about him already being in the air and then being nowhere of the ball I think is is valid so uh, fuck Danny Handling yep and fuck Hibernian fuck, fuck all fucks all round yep. fucks for everybody <laughs> um, then what happened then what happened what happened after that is that uh, Adam Eckersley could have scored a goal yeah oh I forgot about that yeah right enough um, I, it was a, a ball in the middle from uh, Sam Nicholson it was Nicholson yeah he sort of went down to the byline and Eckersley I, I don't know what the fuck he was doing there because <laughs> it was basically just a, a, a breakaway so he must have well, smelt an opportunity and, uh, mm-hmm. and got himself into the box. And he got above um, Callum Booth, I think it was, at that time. That's, from my angle, it looked like he could have done a lot better because Booth doesn't even really jump. Eckersley gets up there, it's kind of a free header, and he sort of... He puts it in a position where Cummings should have put his header, which is back across the goalkeeper. But, um, yeah, just not quite accurate enough. It was a weird, a weird chance all in all because Eckersley, he wasn't running onto the cross. He was basically standing still and sort of just jumped straight up so it was really difficult for him to generate the so power saying, direction I don't, I don't so. know when or how he got there <laughs> he just appeared in the box like. it's like absolute rush of blood to his beautifully coiffed head <laughs> like a ginger T-1000 he just came out the ground out of the <laughs> but um, he he uh, returned the favour for Sam just uh, a few minutes later when Eckersley rolled up the, the wing and put it across I don't think I've ever seen Sam Nicholson head the ball before he actually won quite a few today which yeah. absolutely Astonished me, but yeah, he he directed a decent uh, header to the near post. He's got, a, he's got a good wee leap on him for quite a, sp- a spindly fellow, and like he's not he's not the tallest, but he seems to be quite effective. And if you notice, like the, for the goal kicks in the second half as well, sometimes it would be Nicholson that would stay on the far right instead of balls being aimed to Patterson. So he's obviously got something about him. He probably fucking scores hunters in training. To be fair, it, it, most of his headers were up against the raging dwarf that is Lewis Stevenson. <laughs> that that is very true. Yeah. Um, but you know occasionally Liam Craig was out there yeah. uh, cheating out there uh, trying to disrupt things that's kind of an interesting uh, point that you raised there was it like is clearly, yeah. clear, <laughs> a clear, salient yeah salient point a clear tactic uh, throughout the game was um, not actually to break too hard you actually kind of point out you had like a wee debate with yourself in the in the stands like every time uh, Alexander caught the ball and uh, about his distribution yeah. it was um so basically, every time Alexander collected the ball when we were getting penned in with Hibbs, Nicholson was always out ball and was like bolting up on the right hand side of the pitch, screaming for the ball. And every time Alexander held on to it, and in one respect, I'm saying Nicholson, it was like really infuriating because you thought, quick ball out, hit him on the break, maybe, you know, get the winner. But at the same time, you think, hang on to it, you know, 
keep the ball, keep the possession, start and work it for the back again, don't get caught out. Because if you lump, you lump it long and he misses the flight of the ball, then Hibs have got 10 guys in our half and it puts more pressure on you. But it's just, like, we've done it before this season where he's played the quick balls out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know why we weren't doing it. There was a fair amount of frustration around me and I, I, I kind of shared it in Alexander's distribution yesterday. It really wasn't up to his usual standard because his distribution is usually fucking on point. So right? his kicking you know, wasn't great either. I had like from feet even thrown out. You know, I'd, to be fair, Hibs are pressing very high up the park to stop mm-hmm. us from doing that. But then, like you're saying, Nicholson's making an option out wide. Eckersley was always bombing up as well on the left. Like it was a bit frustrating for me watching that because it's really the first time this season I've had any real complaints about mm-hmm. Alexander's playing his distribution. But like, overall, I think our decision making yesterday wasn't the best no. and I think because we didn't really get to grips with how hard we were getting pressed for a long period like the first 20 minutes the decision making was terrible yeah. mm-hmm. and then the last 10 minutes like you know we had those decisions to make you know do we play it out quick we weren't doing it quick enough because we didn't we were quite kind of sky we didn't know what was going on there was so much happening you know Hibs were flooding guys into the box it was long balls we were pressing pressing like so hard like I didn't, I didn't think that we could keep that Intensity up for ninety minutes. Yeah, and they sort of like when we had that wee golden patch in the start of the second half. That's when Hibs sort of retracted a bit. But that's obviously why they've done it. But like we'll do what Harps did and sit in, and then hit them in the last ten minutes. Is what they did pretty well. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, like especially the the decisions that Alexander made when when distributing was clearly a like a, a team tactic. Like I think it was a recognition that our front three aren't the greatest at holding the ball up on their own. Um, with uh, Keatings, uh, Walker and Nicholson. So, yeah, the the risk there was that they'd lose it and, like, Hibs would be immediately back on as it's safer to play it short and play our, our passing game. What was interesting is what we did do, like, when we'd reset, was quite often Patterson would be up basically on the halfway line to, to win a long ball. Yeah. Uh, but they did that mix that up. There was a recognition. A recognition? A recognition. A recognition. A recognition. Yeah. There was a recognition later in the game that, that um, Nicholson could win headers, especially against Stevenson, but occasionally against Craig. So we were able to, like, you know, distract, like, like at least sort of sow a little bit of um, doubt into Hibbs' minds. Like, you know, it, it wasn't like before when the ball was always going to the big man up front. You yeah. know, like, there, there was at least a couple of options there that could happen. Um, so, yeah, like, it, I, I agree that it was frustrating that it... We'll continue, I'm just, <laughs> just swallowing one sick there. Go on. Go on. Great. Thanks. <laughs> um, so I agree that there was the frustration that, you know, you, you, you could see the potential for us to break in the way that we have done against other teams, but I think deliberately, and rightly or wrongly, Robbie Nielsen said, this isn't the game to do it in. Yeah. Um, now, I understand the frustration from a lot of our supporters that we should be treating Hibs with quite so much respect, but I, I do think it was the right call. Yeah, the it's not bumming up Hibs or, or like whatever pro Hibs propaganda but like, <laughs> they're easily the second best team in the league oh, aye yeah. they're light years ahead of the Rangers yep. Queen of the South are a very good little team and will be up there in the mix but they're, they're right there they're right up with us if Hibs had been playing like this for the start of the season they'd be way way closer to us yeah like way closer, but they were a fucking shambles for like the first two months of the season, and that's why they're you know nineteen twenty points adrift. Yeah, it's interesting because you know like they are getting the results against us and Rangers, 
and like that would normally suggest that you know they're they're better playing a counter attack against teams that take the 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 initiative, but it's it's totally not that. Like the way that they've had success against us in Rangers is by pressing, by working really hard, by overwhelming, and theoretically that should work against like the the smaller teams, the Dumbartons, the Alawas, whatever. But I don't know. It remains to be seen whether or not they'll they'll still struggle in those games, whether it's a mentality thing or whether or not they now believe that they have the quality because if they make the playoffs which they should do yeah. they should beat Rangers oh aye yeah without, without question I mean they gave them a fucking spank in the other week and yeah. that was I think even if that like, if, even if Rangers had actually tried a lick in that game they wouldn't have got close to Hibs um, and it's not like Rangers are going to get any better over the course of the season yeah, R- Rangers need like at least sort of like six new players and a decent coach in order to yeah. play any differently from the way they're doing now Rangers are genuinely hilarious, like. <laughs> but you know, they, so the the general point is that um, I mean there were some other events later on in that half, but I, th- I don't think they're they're really that much worth going over. Like Callum Patterson had like a a decent sort of low cross after a nice passing move that uh, Oxley had to save down low. Uh, Blabin got released by Gomez with a really nice ball, and he had a, a sort of raking shot that just sort of rattled far of the uh, past the the far corner, but um. I mean, I think the general notes here. I mean, like the overwhelming thing that I took from this game is that we're we're crying out for either So or Carrick or some other striker to come in and give us an option because yeah. Keating's blesses we heart. He tried the whole game. He tried so hard, but you know I've said it before. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but like in games where we can play four four two and he can play off a So or a Carrick, perfect, absolutely his game. He'll snaffle chances and he'll score barrel loads. In games like this, where we have to play three in the central midfield just to keep ourselves afloat, yeah, it's just it's just a shame that he was the only option yesterday. That's that's the thing, you know. It's it's not it's not a fault of his. It's just the way it is with with injuries just now, which is a shame. But you know, it's he really was never in the game at all yesterday. I don't. I think he he got one shot off that was blocked, and yeah. that's that's about your lot, really. I mean, Nicholson and uh, Walker were in it far more than him. It just it wasn't his type of game, and I, I feel a bit sorry for him. To be yeah, honest with you, it was a totally thankless task being up top on his own because really nothing was sticking in the final third just yesterday. And when you reverted to you know long balls, he had two fucking behemoths next to him. Aye, that he was just getting no change out of. Um, it's been it has been like indicative of our season in terms of injuries that like you've only ever really had one fit striker. Yeah, like Sol was fit at the start. Then dropped away. Then El Has knew he came in. It was fit for a little bit, and then he got injured. And then Keaton's is coming. And now you know, like if he gets injured, you you've only got Gary Oliver. And then there's no, there's never really you know two or three people fighting for a place right now. And that's why it's hopefully just- you can bring somebody in, you can freshen it up a little bit. And it makes it makes it makes your your in game decisions easier as well when you've got two or three options up top and you can cut teams open like Hibs when they're making things difficult for us. Yeah, like there was just no way for us to to change the game yesterday. I mean, Billy King had like a nice impact when he came on for Walker uh, going wide. He created like one sort of really uh, good cross. But, you know, like after that, it was just much of a muchness, really. Um, I think there are arguments um, playing both the wingers inside the way we did, both Nicholson and Walker tucked in. There's an argument that at least one of them at any one point should have been a bit further out stretching yeah. the play um, but again it's like we were saying earlier we can see why we played yeah. this way um, well we can see it but if you're an old 
bigot <laughs> or an idiot or a goon that just wants the ball pumped into orbit from the, the centre-backs, then you can't see why we're playing that way and you're the most infuriating fuck to sit behind ever. <laughs> Uh, that's completely accurate. Yeah, yes. no, I, I can back. I can't disagree with that at all. <laughs> um, there was also like, Blabin could maybe have got forward a bit more. Do you think, or was he just really being pressed back by the Wasn't midfield? It wasn't his best game. I don't think his touch wasn't really there. He, he wasn't making the usual runs and stuff like supporting Keaton's. It, it might, yeah, an argument could be made that he was getting pressed back a wee bit and stuff like that. But it, it really wasn't his greatest hour anyway. I thought it was too. I thought it was interesting that um, Pyrdo was the the furthest back the uh, midfielder, and like uh, Gomez was like the the shuttler on the left of the midfield three. Yeah, which is interesting because I, I kind of feel that maybe their naturally best positions are kind of the opposite of that. Like I've I've liked Pyrdo playing a little bit further forward and providing like sort of final passes into the strikers and things like that. Yeah, but on the other hand, Pyrdo was. Immaculate yesterday, probably the only Hearts player who really like was fantastic for the whole ninety minutes. So I thought uh, Payardo and uh, Eckersley were, you know, mm-hmm. I think they they both get pass marks, but you know everyone else really wasn't at the races, unfortunately. But Payardo's uh, interceptions, his uh, his passing, just his general awareness that was. He's done it like for the first sniff he got of the of getting into the first team. I mean, he's shown what he's all about. He's totally no frills. He's not probably got the engine of Gomez in terms of being able to just harry folk for 90 minutes, but his, like, positionally and like, his tackling is excellent. I mean, for a wee guy, he just uses his body weight perfectly, he never like lunges into challenges. I don't even know if he's been booked yet. Um, I mean, I've never seen him like flying into a challenge. Yeah. The guy's just he's a very accomplished footballer, he uses the ball really well. His temperament and his, his positioning are yeah. fantastic. Did he not get booked for destroying that Queen of the South player on the wing? Hopefully. Which, <laughs> he's been booked once. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Pyardo. I really am. I think he's great. I oh, hope yeah. he stays for a very long time. Yes. And I really hope he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on that game of football, gentlemen? Um, I would just like to say, on a personal note, oh. that I'm, you know that I'm friends with Lewis Stevenson. Yes, yes. But, uh, you used to babysit him. Yeah, so yeah. like our families know each other, and I've always I've always stuck up for Lewis, you know, despite playing for Hibs. But I would just like to go on record now as saying that he's a dick, <laughs> his bud's a dick, <laughs> the new baby's a dick, his mum and dad are dicks, and his two little brothers are dicks. Um, yeah, fuck Lewis Stevenson. That's uh, cool. <laughs> that's uh, a we have no cares exclusive. The Daily Record would uh, like to lift that for uh, you know uh, an interview piece during the week. Uh, please credit we have no cares in the first paragraph. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, thanks. Great knowledge. Um, I mean, I was going to say that I really, really enjoyed the game yesterday. I yeah. mean, not not that I love dropping points to Hibs at any time, but. I enjoyed being in a game where, like, I I genuinely thought there was a chance that we could lose. Like, you know, the the the, the football fan in me like enjoyed having that that tension because we haven't had it very often this season. It was tense. I had the fucking rest and heart rate of a serial killer in a bouncy castle. It was fucking <laughs> horrific. And we still haven't lost. Yeah. No. I yeah. Fuck. It's mental. Eh? We're still unbeaten. That's great. <laughs> Love that shit. We've never looked like. We're about to get a hosing off a team either. You've never no. watched like in the derbies or the games against Rangers. Oh, 
going to get an absolute fucking shoe in here. You've always thought we could keep this run going. I don't see us ever dropping, you know, a, like getting a loss at Tynecastle. I think we'll be unbeaten at Tyne all season. Yeah, that's my prediction. But yeah, but see, my, my point of view is if we are going to lose, I'd rather we didn't, but if we are going to lose, I just desperately don't want it to be Hibs at Rangers that do it. Like, I'd rather it was just some inexplicable freak game against Alba where we have like 20 shots on target and they score with like an own goal that bats <laughs> enough Brad Mackay's eyelash or something like that you know yeah like Brad blinks one in <laughs> yeah no it's, it's I, I'm the same as you but obviously I'm hoping that we just don't lose at all but if we were to lose yeah like away at Wraith Rovers Okay. Oh, yeah. It'll get blown out of fucking proportion if we lose the game as well. Like, yeah, yeah, because like, we've kept the game, well, the, the unbeaten run going for so long yeah. now. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's something to look forward to, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, that was that was our game against Hibs. I think you actually summed it up quite well, the whole Hibs phenomenon. Ah, yeah. I mean, if Hibs were as good as they keep telling us, then they'd have fucking beat us, but they haven't, so fuck them. <laughs> Their stupid faces. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, but we've outplayed you in three. I kill. Come back when you get three points against us. You show our hammers. Okay. They love almost winning. Almost. They, so they, close. They're daft on that shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we need to leave the point again. But how ridiculous does it sound when they go? I miss. Someone in '98. Special memories. <laughs> Relegated. They may as well just fucking bring in a saucepan and a big wooden spoon with them and <laughs> banging it for 90 minutes. <laughs> um, so that, uh, we didn't get any emails this week. I'm very disappointed in all of you. Oh. Well. It's pretty, it's pretty heartbreaking. It is, actually. Yeah. It's like the first year that your mum stopped sending you a Valentine's card. <laughs> When I was 19. <laughs> she still sends me one. <laughs> I don't doubt that for a second. She's a saucy old bin. <laughs> um, so that takes us on to songs, and the songs this week are going to be for Jamie Walker. Jamie. Um, Jamie, um, like I say, I think Miguel Payardo was the man of the match. Uh, Rob made a shout for, for Eckersley. Yeah. But... Um, it's quite hard to sing songs for Miguel Pardo. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, well, the last time we sang about Jamie Walker, it was just because he'd scored a fucking cracker of a goal, so let's keep it going. Yeah, a yeah, cracker yeah. of a goal, Jamie Walker, here yeah. are your songs. Okay. Um, we do have a song from our, our good friend Ian Porterfield, who, who should have been on the podcast today, but unfortunately got stuck in Darkest Up Hall, which yeah. is uh, not, not a fate I wish on anyone. <laughs> it's a shame for all involved, eh? Uh, so he's he sent in this effort, which I'm going to attempt to do justice to. See, it's hard, doesn't it? It, it really is hard. He's got he's got interesting views on scansion. He's uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not certain English is his first language. <laughs> <laughs> he has been living in Australia for quite some time, so that might explain. <laughs> Under Gary Lucky, baby We were playing along, playing along Well, don't you worry, baby, don't worry Cos under Robbie, Robbie We're writing all of those wrongs <laughs> And Jamie Walker, he's a winger A goal scorer and he plays with vigour He fucking hates the high beast scum And Jamie Walker, he is our winger 
And in the derby, he scored a zinger. <laughs> he also hates the fucking Huns. <laughs> All right. That was pretty dead. Like. <laughs> it, like, it was like he was here. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you, Mr. Porterfields. Uh, I hope Paul hasn't killed you. <laughs> as it's done to so many bright young men cut down in their prime. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, is it, is it me? Is it, it is you. Okay. That's, that's definitely Because, there, like, right, yeah, Simon, do you want to break the habit and sing a song? No, I'll get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, like, I'm not, like, it's not that I'm, like, against singing, but, like, you, you sit next to me at the football. I don't even, like, sing songs at the football on that. I just, I'm, I'm quite happy in my little pillar of misery that I sit in. <laughs> yeah, no, you just sit there and, like, make plans to stab the kidneys of everybody who sits around us. Uh, <laughs> Try not to turn into a big knotted ball of hate through all the idiocy that I hear for the minutes. <laughs> but yeah, continue so, with your so songs. Yeah. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas, Simon. <laughs> uh, mine's got a bit of a festive theme to it, actually. Okay. Yep. Just, you know, getting in, there, getting in there early. <laughs> <laughs> His corner kicks in, swinging Jimmy Walker as a winger we know. And then he fit the hips with a, with a singer, Jamie Walker, as a winger, we know. That's it. You went for a high tariff one. That's, yeah, that's, that's like a rap. <laughs> and boy, you got no flow. <laughs> okay. Okay, so. <clears throat> if you give him half an inch of space, he'll spank in half a brace, cause Walker's great, Walker's great. If he gets nudged inside the box, he'll tumble like Jenga blocks. Cause Walker's great, Walker's great, Walker's great. He fucks the high bay azer. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I was trying with that last line. Forget it, Walker's great. Jamie Walker's great. <laughs> so, first and last time cast get mentioned on this show, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, Simon, your your opinion on those three efforts? Uh, Rob's uh, comes in third place. I'm yeah, afraid that's fucking fair, mate. <laughs> Mainly because you nearly kicked me in the face when you fell over trying to sing it the first time, <laughs> um, and then I'd have to support the food be second. But that your one nickel wins it purely for the accent that you put on it, which is phenomenal. <laughs> I'm hoping that somebody manages to get a song by the Baha Men one week. See <laughs> 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 how you do with that shit. <laughs> Uh, Simon always always supporting the casual racism of Simon. <laughs> Big Dave Whelan fan. <laughs> um, well, thank you for joining us. Thank you, uh, thank you, Hart Midlothian for not losing to Hibs yep, once good. again. Yep. Um, I think the, I think we can all agree that was a fairly terrible round of songs this week. So yes, uh, if you is. have any better ideas, send them to us. How would they do it, Robert? Uh, we have a Gmail account, which is we have no cares at gmail.com. Uh, you can also contact the Twitter, which is at We Have No Cares. And then, as ever, individually, I am at RF Borthwick. I'm at Nicol Hay. I don't want anybody following me. <laughs> Fuck yous. No, I'm only joking. It's uh, Mr. Salmon. Um, it's like, like, phonetically, you'll find it as fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. There's an underscore in there as well, but you know, it's just don't it's just going to be to <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just going to be a huge adventure, and you'll be so glad when you find them. Um, all the audio links are on uh, wehavenocares.tumblr.com, and it'll be on YouTube and in your heart forever. Yeah. Uh, Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Shut up. So that's a run, it's a dive!